0: The world as we know it has fundamentally changed. What was once considered the future of work is here now. We are operating in an all-digital, work-from-anywhere world. More and more consumers are supporting brands that align with their personal values. It's the values-driven firms that will rebound sooner and grow faster in this new world. Salesforce has partnered with Singapore Community Radio to bring you this podcast. We want to explore the opportunities and the challenges of this new world. We want to talk about the ways in which we will work going forward, how businesses can be a platform for change, and how technology will continue to impact the world. We have some amazing thought leaders, executives, and community advocates joining us, and we hope it sparks some inspiration and innovation for you. To learn more about us, you can head to our blog at salesforce.com ap Blog.
1: Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Future of Work Now podcast by Salesforce. Uh, and I just want to say that with the pandemic driving all of us to be on fully di- digitalized, uh, to work from anywhere, uh, it is also important for us to take a pause and, you know, review our mental wellness and recovery. Uh, and to help discuss this, uh, I'm joined today by Go shirtley uh, who is the Executive Director of, of Resilience Collective, which is a peer-powered platform for mental wellness. Did I get that right? Yep, <laughs> <laughs> on the dot. Shirtley, <laughs> thank you for joining me on this episode today. How are you doing in the first place? Good, thank you. Can we maybe start with you telling us a little bit more about Resilience Collective and the awesome work that you guys are doing.
2: Okay, so um, as you mentioned, we're a peer-powered platform. And what that exactly means is that um, uh, our community, which includes my very small team of uh, staff, um, uh, I would say easily 80% of us are all persons who have been diagnosed with mental health conditions. And the reason why uh, this is the situation is because Resilience Collective essentially uh, is a platform for persons in recovery to use their lived experience of a mental health condition to use that ex- uh, experience as a form of knowledge. Okay. And that we call peer knowledge. Um, and with peer knowledge, they can help themselves in their recovery. But very importantly they can be empowered to use that peer knowledge to help others in their recovery, but also the community at large. Okay. Because with knowledge, everyone needs to understand better about mental health and how it relates to you personally.
1: Okay. And who's been coming to you to seek assistance or who have you been reaching out to actively?
2: Um, so uh, simply because we are, you know, peer driven, Um uh we've had individuals uh uh referred to us, I suppose okay. you could say, um, through other organizations, uh be it IMH, um, our founding member, Caregivers Alliance, uh, they have referred some individuals to us, but also our community itself. Um uh so with my own team, um six of us only. Okay. Um I have half of them, three individuals who are um, certified peer support specialists. Brilliant. So peer support specialists are persons who are persons with a lived experience. But more than that, they have gone through a training program which skills them to become peer support specialists. So they have skills to support uh, others in recovery. Okay. And I have three of them on my team.
1: Great. Um, obviously, the pandemic uh, in 2020 and moving into 2021 uh, has affected really literally everyone. Every being on earth almost. Like really yeah. everything that you can probably see on earth has been affected by the pandemic. Um, and mental wellness has and mental health has become even more important in periods of you know, such uncertainty. Um, what's the biggest concern that you have on the mental health of the workforce, mainly in Singapore, the ones that we have, we have really close access to, as they power through these difficult periods of, you know, unfamiliarity, uncertainty, and just trying to adapt to the entire situation, and, you know, moving into the new normal of 2021?
2: Yeah, so um, it's good you use the, wa- the word unfamiliarity. Because I think it all starts from there. Mm-hmm. Um, long and short of it, I think most Singaporeans, or the world for that matter, are unfamiliar with what is mental health. Yeah, um, There are a lot of uh, uh, misconceptions um, or just complete lack of uh, knowledge of, of the topic at all. Um, the most common... Uh, that we hear is that when you mention the word mental health, they think mental illness, which is so wrong because as we were saying earlier, mental health is actually a very wide, big spectrum. Mm -hmm. Um, Everyone has mental health as you have physical health. It just so happens um, some may be healthier and some may be not so healthy. So with the pandemic, um, uh, what we've observed, and I think it's, it's obvious to everyone, um, very unusual or unexpected um, situations have cropped up. Yep. Like suddenly we all have to work from home. Yeah. Uh, suddenly uh, mothers or even fathers who were quite safe in the office now, uh, previously now have to come home and tutor their children at home.
1: At the same time. At the same time. <laughs> right the same time you. That's
2: right. Whilst you're trying to do your work. Um, and... It could also be a situation, and I think quite common in Singapore, we have multi-generationals, uh, multi generationals multi-generations living in one small space. Yep. So you may be trying to teach your little one whatever homework they have to do from school, and then at the same time, maybe your mother or your grandmother even is expecting you to uh, figure out what's going to be served at the dinner table that evening, and you've got your boss on the line saying, hey, what about this project? Yeah. Multiple things happening all at the same time, completely new to us, um, which throws up then uh, new emotional experiences. Um, so it could be a higher degree of irritability.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, you snap easily, or you're just angry, you're not quite sure, but just feelings of anger. Or feelings of just uh feeling lethargic mm-hmm. as well. Um so all these are uh, actually mental health related symptoms. But there are also physical sides to it too.
1: Okay.
2: Uh headaches.
1: Oh that's a that's one of the most common signs, right?
2: Exactly. Um I've heard of individuals experiencing uh bad indigestion. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, uh, physical aches as well, aches and pains, insomnia. Yeah, all these are mental health related symptoms, but we've never identified them as such. Okay, you know we think oh headache I just take two Panadols, I'm done. Yeah, right. Indigestion Oof. I take some antacid I'm done, but if we were better educated about mental health or and. Therefore, able to start to explore whether there was a correlation between these experiences and your overall mental health, then perhaps they could be addressed better
1: okay yeah. do you think though, when we are you know threading with the unfamiliar uh, unfamiliar territories um, that we could somehow while going through it be a bit more wary of what we're feeling, what we're going through to hopefully be a bit more effective. Be effective at work, be effective for our children, absolutely. our parents, our grand- grandparents as well. Is there something that perhaps we can do to help out with that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Because it's all about, um, you know, uh, improving your uh, self-awareness. Yeah. So if we are experiencing different emotions or different physical uh Things, um, changes. Um, if we if we identify them and we recognize them, and then uh, we try to figure out what is the source that uh, of the cause of um, you know these these changes that you're feeling, um, then you can actually uh, look at various coping strategies yeah. or different techniques in order to um, address. Um, these issues.
1: And this is something that your team at Resilience Collective would help with as yes, well. Yes,
2: that's right. So we do uh, workshops, uh, we do a lot of presentations, we've done webinars as well, okay. uh, where we share um, on coping strategies, uh, because obviously, um, persons who have had a lived experience of a mental health condition, in order for them to stay well, um, they have to know how to cope okay. with the, uh, whatever issues they may be experience
1: i think you know through through the pandemic we've been quite lucky especially in singapore where we have been able to be we are quite connected and almost work as though through the pandemic as as though you know nothing's happened um yes we are working from home but work carries on that in itself might have a detrimental effect on the fact that oh there is something going on something bigger in the world that going on, but I have to keep on working mm. anyways. It's great because, you know, we can keep our economies going, we can still put food on the table, have that salary coming in at the end of the month. Um, but what's happening with the connectivity, I believe as well, is that people aren't taking a break from work. Mm. Um, people are afraid to take even, uh, go see a doctor, almost because, you know. <laughs> the, the clinic is not safe right now. Uh, and the fact that you know they're worried you now, how will I be viewed in the eyes of my employers if I don't work hard enough? So being connected might have a, a, a downside because of how much you're working. You're just powering through and powering through the long hours. There isn't a physical door for you to actually leave mm. work almost. Um, you know, with the convenience of digital, digital connectivity, Do you think that this is something that needs to be addressed as well? Because we cannot continue to just be connected and just keep on working.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Because um, if you keep on working, I mean, basically it means that your brain keeps working. Yeah. yeah. Um, And the brain is is just another organ in your body. Mm -hmm. And every parts of our body require a rest at some point of time. Uh, if you overwork it, then um, it will not function the way it should be functioning, no longer optimal. So if um, uh, trying to figure out when to stop work when you're working from home, it is crucial. Okay. You must have that break because if you don't, you will burn out. Yeah. Um, uh, so one has to be very deliberate of taking that, making that stand. Um, and and we've provided some simple but practical tips, um, uh, such as if you are working from home, then even in terms of the physical space, separate it mm-hmm. from your real family space okay. as much as possible. Right? Cool.
1: Um, you know, I think through the pandemic or even before the pandemic before uh, I mean, over the past few years, um, I feel, at least for me, there's been a greater focus on mental health. I don't know whether it's that that observation is slightly skewed because I've been a bit more aware of it. So I know my feeds and you know my news feeds are all been um, you know a bit more skewed to my interests, right? So yeah, I've been reading a little bit more about mental health issues. Um, and if that is true, uh, that there's been a bit more focus, I think that's great because I think you know it's highly needed. Um, but has there been a rising trend of people? getting burnt out and coming to Resilience Collective or any other platforms for that matter and just stressed. And or is it just, we've just been so ignorant of this all, you know, all this while that perhaps that stress has always been there and it's not just through the pandemic and it's not not just over the past few years where we've been talking a little bit more about mental health, that's always been there.
2: Yeah, it's a bit of both. I mean, it's actually always been there. But at the start of uh, the pandemic and and when you know, countries all over the world started to lock down. Um, professionals in the healthcare sector had already um, raised the red flag and um, communicated that um, you know, aside from the COVID-19 pandemic to follow would be a mental health pandemic. Um, they could see that um, the effects of having to, of, of self social isolation um, and the fact that there were, are um, huge changes um, and a lot of disruption in so many people's lives, um, all of this has an impact on mental health and not everyone would be able to deal with it. Okay. So it is a bit of both. It's always been there, but it's been uh, um, uh, amplified, I would say, by um, the fact that you know we've had the COVID-19 pandemic.
1: Okay. You know, being everything digital, going through with everything digital has uh, been great. The fact that I think we have been able to operate as normal as possible. I think it's not entirely normal, but as mm. normal as possible, pre-pandemic. Um, but there's something missing, right? I mean, there's the human interaction and human connectivity. I think we are quite lucky that we are able to sit right next to each other right now. But... Um, in many other countries, in many other circumstances, we're we're still missing the human connectivity. Um, how important is that for uh, the one person's mental wellness and mental mental well being?
2: It is very. I don't have the exis, exact statistics and the exact uh, the scientific jargon. Okay. Um, but I, I know for a fact that um uh, human beings as social are, are social animals. Okay. Um, so we need that social interaction In order to um, maintain a certain degree of mental health mm-hmm. uh, when, one gets, uh, when one is uh, disconnected um, It will uh, affect your mental well-being so yeah, so and
1: so. being digital, going through Zoom calls, it's just not the same, right?
2: It's not quite the same. So we have to make extra concessions or, or make extra effort into trying to build in different ways of bonding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, uh, for example, in the workplace, actually, what we've been saying to a lot of corporates, those with that we've been able to engage with um, to date, uh, we've said we've said to them, you know, when when you set up a meeting, right? Ra- it's commonplace previously to, if you're in a physical space, everyone comes in a room, shut the door, and we just get down to it. Yep. Business, that's it. Um, with Zoom, you can do the same. In fact, most, I think, were doing exactly that. Mm-hmm. But somehow, it felt extra hard. Yeah. Um, so I suggested, why not just give it a minute or two before you launch into business as usual, just go around the room and say, "Hey, so did you get your cup of coffee yet? You settled down, mm-hmm. you know. What's your what's what lunch you're gonna be having later? Yeah, or or also um, oh, you jogging again or you know whatever. Just some minor small talk, just so that, just to." Um, Recognize that you've actually got human beings around the table.
1: It's a minor chatter that makes us human, right? Yeah. Because it's not just about getting onto that connection. Correct. When it says that, oh, you can hear me, I can hear you, let's get down <laughs> to it. So, what's on the next point? Yeah. Um, and, you know, with working, we spoke to it just before we started recording. I, I said that mental health is like physical health. Um, and when someone falls sick physically, People tend to accept it. People tend to say that, oh, you've got the flu, poor thing. Take mm. a couple of days off, go see a doctor, you know, get better soon, uh, and we'll see you in the next few days. It's not quite the same with mental health, is it? Right now in workplaces where people are a bit more concerned. I think it's right to be concerned, um, but is there a different emotion that you that we are evoking at a workplace where it's a bit more sensitive, such as that, oh, we should not talk about this as openly. Uh, if I were to, for example, say that to, to a boss, or oh, boss, I'm not feeling well today, uh, and um, I'm going to see a doctor, he's probably going to tell my other colleagues, oh, Heiko's not feeling well, you know, he's, he's going to see a, the, the doctor. But why is it when it's a mental health issue, and I if I'm open to my superiors about it, say? Oh, I think I'm going through some some issues, and uh, it's probably mental health related. Why is it then difficult for that to be discussed as openly?
2: Stigma. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's um, there's a lot of fear, I guess. Yeah. Um, because uh, so many don't really understand the topic, um, and and what you don't see and you don't understand becomes even more frightening. Um, all the misconceptions. But in fact, mental health is like any other illness. So if someone is feeling um, uh, anxiety, Mm -hmm. for example, um, we hope that one day it will be quite commonplace where somebody can go up to their boss and saying, you know, I I had to work uh, X hours in this last month and and, um, I can't think straight right now. Mm -hmm. I think I need some help. Um, can I go and see you know, a, a therapist or a counsellor? And hopefully one day it'll be okay. Yeah. You know, that it'll be normal and you will not be judged for it. You will not be regarded as weak. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just uh, you happened to uh, have fall into the unhealthy spectrum of mental health.
1: And do you see that happening slowly but surely already?
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, in these last few months, again, uh, with the engagement uh, with the corporates that we've had so far, um, we've, uh, heard of so many incidents, um, where staff, um, experience feeling of uh, being overwhelmed, mm-hmm. um, anxiety, um, uh, out of control, insomnia is so common. Can't sleep, yeah. can't eat, and it spirals,
1: Yeah,
2: right? So you have to be aware. If you're aware, then you can
1: address it. As we look to hopefully destigmatize and normalize these conversations, is there maybe an advice you can give to corporates out there, so employers and bosses, supervisors, managers who find it difficult to make that first step in normalizing it? what would be your advice? So, you know, it might be an awkward situation where they are unfamiliar. Just as how we are unfamiliar with COVID, they might be unfamiliar with mental health issues. What can they do in first place before they take the next step of making it a bit more open to the people they work with?
2: Well, um, actually, the first step is literally just to start the conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, Better yet, if it is started by the boss himself. Okay. Right, because um, you have to assure your staff that they won't uh, um, suffer any negative repercussions right, by yeah. opening up. So um, the ideal situation would be if the bosses or your senior leaders lead the way, show by example, um, share their struggles openly, um, and by, way, by that you can show that the organization um, is sincere, in providing a safe space for mental health conversations, okay. um, then of course, then you can start putting in place some of the hardware uh, okay. supports. You know, like an employee assistance program, or, or uh, make workshops and 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 talks available to your staff. That can come in, but first and foremost, your staff must feel that they are in a safe space.
1: Okay. What can we do as individuals, though? You know, for us who's been powering the powering through the pandemic, just working nonstop. I mean, for one, I think people tend to take lesser sick days now that they they're they're working they're from home, home. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, but it does not mean that they're they're slacking off. Uh, it's no. just uh, they, yeah. I think that they, they're working harder than before, and yeah. perhaps, you know, working through their illnesses mentally or physically. Yeah. What's your advice to them? What should they do, you know, as we approach the new normal or living in the new normal already, making sure that that's sustainable in the first place.
2: Yeah. So, um, you again have to make that very very deliberate step of disengaging mm. when you need to. Um, so even with my own team um, In our space of mental health And we've been so busy this year And having to to change up And, and to transition over Into new ways of doing the work that we do um, So all of us we've, we've gone through various stress levels as well um, But I've reminded them That they do have annual leave yeah. And your annual leave is there for a purpose yeah. So no doubt we are stuck in Singapore But you still can take a day off Yep yeah. So um, they have, you know, been trying as much as possible yeah. to do that. But I've, I seriously have encouraged them to do that. Um, and uh, you must. So um, by analogy, um, I would say, I would use this example of um, the aeroplane experience. When we get onto a plane, right, Yeah. Um, and you watch them do their life jacket stuff. So they always tell you, if you are an adult and you have a child next to you, always pull the mask over because you have to take care of yourself first before you can take care of another. So it's the same thing here. If you you don't know how to uh, uh, take care of yourself um, in the workplace or rather trying to find that balance between the work and your personal life, you will not be in the right place in order to take care of your family or your loved ones around
1: you. I think that's highly important. Even even for myself, I think I've been trying to practice that as much as possible, trying to look after myself. Uh, and as much as we love the people around us and trying to prioritize them, I think um, they'll appreciate it more if you're able to do that when you are in a better state. Yeah. Right. So yeah, yeah I I've, I've been trying to lend that a little bit more and I hope more people do do that as well. You know, and what's the final thing that you've probably got to say for Resilience Collective? For the upcoming year, and maybe what you hope for the workforce in general, in terms of just being better physically and mentally.
2: Um, well, probably actually what you had we had talked about actually before the, the official recording. Um, that was about the self reflection mm-hmm. um, and looking inward in a way uh, to review, um, to review and find that right balance, um, and uh, not to be afraid. To make the changes that you might need to make in order to find that uh, to find that balance.
1: Okay, Shirley, thank you so much. I've learned so much. You know, thank you so much for sparing time to be with Not us today. Thank
2: you for inviting me to be here.
1: It's lovely to have you, and you know, thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Future of Work Now podcast by Salesforce. Until the next episode, see you again.